0: the following is a mood killer production bury me alive, bury- that forbidden fruit and cherry wine. Thank you very much, but tonight's my night and I'm buried by I'm swinging for
1: the fences. Barbaric, Kendrick, and I time. Everything in life subject to change. Change
0: whip, change grind, change clothes, change opinions. Right before I change my mind, I don't really know your business. Been in this since I was bending Lego block. Now you tell the world about me. Try snitch, tater tots, on my shotgun. Now I gotta pop When neck dust Guys, let
1: lit me, back, going to finish. At the first rapper on Mars, what my word? I'ma make my mark even when they start their martial love, Even when these mushrooms tell Martians make my mental state is still Let the heart fuck look in my eyes Tell me I died, tell me I dropped Took come couple miles, tell me you love it, tell me the eye Don't give a fuck I can really decide Wish it to let go my enemies, of my energy Go to the Almighty God, I get thrown in the Fuck you, ain't many these, I'm getting better with
0: time Welcome to Power Dynamics with KME I, of course, am KME and, um, I'm gonna, right off top, I'm gonna let you guys know that this is going to be a two-part episode. Um, how I know this is because I already recorded this episode twice. And both times I recorded it, it went over an hour. Um, I usually like to keep these shows about 15-30 minutes Not that much longer. Um, The last show I did went about thirty eight minutes or so. That wasn't too bad, but um, I don't want to go way over that, uh, way over that thirty minute mark. So um, the way that today's episode is going to be formatted is um, I think I got like seven emails in the inbox. I'm going to go over. I'm going to read like two of them, two of them, maybe three and then I will um, read the rest on the next show. So this is episode five, um, and I'm going to split this up. So before we go any further, let me thank a few friends of the show, as I always do. Um, Kings of Sports Radio with Nate Milton and Marcus Vandenberg. Um, BDSIR Network with Mike Knox. PWP Nation with Chris Epps and Jay Aleto, um, Christopher Epps, Topher, he likes to be called. Um, Post Wrestling with Wei Team and John Pollock. SNME Radio uh, with uh, Jason Agnew and Dan Lavransky. And the T Cat Network. Thank you
1: very All much. All of these
0: are available on Patreon, so please uh, subscribe for as little as three bucks a month. Um, If they're not on Patreon, just like their social media or subscribe to the social media. So anyway, um, this episode is going to be on spiritual manipulation. And there's such a layered discussion, it's got to be split into two emails or split into two episodes. But before I um start on the subject today. I'm gonna go over a few emails because I didn't on the last show. So I've got a lot of emails today. Or at least a lot of emails for this show. The first email comes from Kelly Dillard. Um I think that's her name, Dillard. Whatever. Um your name's important Kelly. <laughs> uh KME, you cussed a lot on last week's episode. Is this going to be a regular thing on your show? I personally do not mind it, but the tone of the first episodes seemed more informational in the last episode. Had a lot of good information in it, but it was also very, very funny. Keep up the good work. Um, thank you, Kelly. Thank you um, very <laughs> much. So the way that's going to work, I typically do not like... I don't plan to cuss. Um, what happens is the episode is gonna is gonna be such where cussing is going to be something that I know that I'm gonna do. Um, so, so the way Spreaker works is that you. Um, Record an episode and if it's gonna have an optimal amount of cussing in it, you mark it explicit. I'm not talking about the intro with uh Kendrick Lamar and Imagine Dragons where there's maybe like one or two cuss words in the song. I'm talking about when you're doing the show, um when I'm doing the show in the if I'm cussing a lot in the show I've gotta mark it explicit. Um and that's for sponsorship reasons and stuff like that. You know, there are commercials that play through the show. We are monetized. I don't have any um per like specific commercials that that only sponsor this show, but we are monetized for commercials on Spreaker. So when you cuss on certain shows, then the chances of the monetization kind of decrease unless you're just a real popular podcaster. Like a Mark Marin or a Joe Rogan, those are like the holy grail. Those, I think, are the only guys in the in the industry that might make money from podcasting, and then, then everybody else uh, is reaching for that. Um, I'm not re- necessarily reaching for that because I have a very good career outside of podcasting, but. The Holy Grail of podcasting is going to be like Mark Marin and uh, Joe Rogan. Uh, I think Stone Cold Steve Austin does a lot of people. that has a lot of people. And who else? Who else? Ben Shapiro, but eh, whatever. Um, let me thank you for that email, Kelly. Thank you uh, very the much. The next email comes from Lonnie Hires. You mentioned buying a gun in Knoxville, Tennessee when you were younger. I am from Lenore City. Do you live in Knoxville or are you from Knoxville? Okay, so um, the short answer to this question, well, I'm gonna shorten this as as much as possible because it's a complicated, it's complicated, it's complicated. All right, so I am not, First of all, no, I don't live in in Knoxville, Tennessee anymore. I live in Pasadena, California, which is 10 minutes away from Los Angeles. Um, Knoxville, I went to high school in Knoxville. I went to middle school out there, too. So in 1992-ish, after the Los Angeles riots, my family... Um, had had enough of LA, and we moved to Knoxville, Tennessee, uh, like 1993-ish. I was 12 years old, 12, 13 years old, I think 12, so I was old enough to remember LA. My brother and sister, my sister's six years younger than me, my brother is eight years younger than me, so they didn't really have the memories of LA that I had. So when we moved, it was um, a culture shock for me. But I, I enjoyed my time in Knoxville, Tennessee. And you said you live in Lenore City. So shout out to Lenore City. Um, that was the city right before mine. I lived in the Farragut area. Um, and it was, um, it was cool, I, I enjoyed it, and, um, at once I settled into it, um, but it's still, at the end of the day, a red state, and at the time where I was living there, it was a red city, so, um, it's a blue city now, Madeline Riguero's the, the mayor, um, and she's a good mayor, but I, I had to get out of there, um, went to, and I still visit there, like, every year, because I still got a lot of good friends out there, so, um I lived out in Knoxville until about oh three, oh three-ish, and then I moved to um Harrisonburg, Virginia, Washington DC area, and then in oh five is when I moved back to Los Angeles. So um I I'm from both cities and I, I represent both of them equally. I don't let people bag on Knoxville. Um, and I don't let people bag on LA because both of those places are my city so if that answers your question I hope it does at least
1: thank you very much
0: um, so that's going to be it for the emails right now if you have an email please send it to moodkillerpod uh, at gmail.com again send it to moodkillerpod at gmail.com and Put the title of the show into the description, and I will actually put the um, email address in the description of the shows from now on. Uh, a friend of mine suggested I do that, and I don't know why I haven't been doing that. But yeah, I'll put the the description or the emails into the descri- the email address to the show into the description from this point forward, okay? So, Chris Ely, um, at, no, I almost gave my, my, um, the Mood Killer, the podcast address is moodkillerpod at gmail.com and put the title of the show, or the title of the episode, into the description, and it will get read on air. Okay, so, with the title of this show is going to be on spiritual manipulation and again this is going to be a layered discussion so we're not going to go um so this will have to be broken up into a couple episodes so without any further ado let's get on script so again the title of this episode is spiritual manipulation as per usual anytime i do an episode where um, it's a phrase or more than one word. I like to tackle each word. Google has three defi- three definitions of the word spiritual. So, um, spiritual, according to Google, all this is from Google. Thank you, Google. Thank you very spiritual much. Spiritual could be a religious song, like uh, Negro spiritual. The slaves used to sing when they were working on the plantation uh, back in the... 1800s, um, 1700s. The word spiritual also refers to relating to affecting the human spirit or soul as opposed to material or physical things. So that's uh, that's what the word spiritual refers to as well. Lastly, the word spiritual also refers to relating to religion or religious belief so we'll probably that's going to be the main definition we're going to be focusing on today now to manipulate something is to control or influence a person or a situation cleverly unfairly or unscrupulously there are other definitions of the word uh, manipulate, but that is going to be the main definition uh, that I'm going to focus on today. For the word spiritual, we needed the context of every definition because there's probably going to be a little bit of that in every single uh, uh, in in this episode. So now, knowing what we know about the word spiritual and the word manipulation when you put them together, uh, spiritual manipulation is a teaching technique that a lot of churches use to control individuals and have their will be done uh, while using religion te- religious text as a justification for their actions. All right, so <clears throat> it's basically what a lot of churches like to do is Scare people with hell and um, make them feel good about heaven. If you do certain things here on earth, in the afterlife, you'll have uh, treasures in heaven. If you um, don't accept the Lord Jesus Christ as your savior on earth, um, and you treat people bad, and you do this and you do that, you're, you're destined for a, an eternity in hell. Now, the thing with that is you can still treat people good and um, treat people with respect, but if you do not accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior, you can still likely be doomed to um, an eternity in hell. Um, oh, hell because no. the most important aspect of that ca- of, of that um, <clears throat> church stuff is accepting Jesus Christ as your savior and not doing that. So that's why, if you see a serial killer on death row. They'll um, probably seek some kind of absolution before they're, um, before they're put to death by their, some kind of pastor or um, preacher or bishop or whatever to um, seek penance, seek absolution, um, forgiveness for their sins as they head out of this world and in the hopes of that, that they go to heaven in the afterlife, fix what they did on earth to go to heaven in the afterlife now before i go any further um i want to put this out there i do consider myself a christian um anytime someone asks um chris because i i get mistaken for an atheist a lot of times because of my belief structure so i'll explain that so chris Um, I get asked often, Chris, don't you believe in God or Jesus or whatever? Um, and I, um, always answer the same. This is always my answer to the question. Um, I believe in God. I do not believe in bullshit, however. Um, and what do I mean by that when I say that? Um. you believe in God but you don't believe in bullshit and and people always ask me to explain um, and I don't mind explaining um, what it means is I have a hard time accepting things that fly in the face of facts or science essentially um, what that means is if I'm sick Um, I'm going to go to the doctor and take medicine, and I'll also pray. Um, I'm not going to pray instead of going to the doctor. Um, That's just never going to be something I'm going to do. If I want to lose weight, I will go on a diet, pray through my journey. i always pray you know, pray through whatever I'm going through. Um, but I will go on a diet and start eating different foods. I'm not going to pray the fat off and expect it to get off of me. Um, I believe the earth is millions of years old, um, not thousands of years old, right? Because that's one of the biggest parts of Christianity is the earth is only light. 10,000 years old, or something like that, and I don't, I just don't believe that. I believe what science tells me that the earth is millions and millions of years old. Um, I don't, I don't believe God, all right. Now, I do believe in Genesis 1 1 in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. I don't necessarily believe He created them in seven days, like seven 24-hour days. I don't know what a day was when God created it, but look, a lot of stuff from the Bible gets lost in translation um, <clears throat> when it gets into the English text. So that's, I'm just saying. That's right. So what Republicans have done very very well very successfully they have kind of co-opted christianity with conservatism how have they done this they have done this by the creation of wedge issues i was watching this special on netflix this um what was it called the family if you haven't seen the family documentary Watch that. You can watch it either before this or after this episode. I'm not spoiling anything. And I planned on doing this episode before I saw it. Um, I think it's like a five-part series. But watch it um, after you watch after you listen to this. Or you can pause this or stop it. Watch it and then come back. Either one is acceptable. So... Um, they do talk about wedge issues in that documentary, which I'm going to talk about here. So I think um, Wikipedia even has like a passage on wedge issues. So um, I thought it was pretty good when I read it. Um, I'm, if I'm don't quote me on that, but I really do think uh, Wikipedia has um, wedge issue as a topic. So Wikipedia that if you want more context. But a wedge issue is going to be defined as a political or social issue, often a controversial or divisive nature, which splits a part of a demographic or or population. That's what a wedge issue is. So what conservatives have done with the Bible is take certain biblical talking points and turn them into issues that that um, ties Christianity to the Republican Party, right? Um, you cannot, so essentially what I mean by that is you cannot not be a Republican and still be a Christian. If you are a Christian, you need to subscribe to Republican ideals because that's what Christianity is. Um wedge issues have existed with the Republican Party for a very, very long time Yes the seven- no. cu- the seven hundred club with Pat Robertson has been around since about i want to say nineteen sixty six and they have always been pretty right winged so that's the concept in itself isn't that new because uh Newt Gingrich. Ever since my, my grandmother's been watching him forever, he's always been um, what I would call a, a right wing nut job. And even my grandmother knew, knew, knows he's a right wing nut job. She just kind of likes this, the spiritual aspect of what he says. <clears throat> but Newt Gingrich um, is going to be the guy who really takes wedge issues to the next level in the 1990s. Um, um, he's a man that really uh, makes Republicanism and Christianity um, kind of this one and the same thing Uh, it's a very successful marriage Republicanism, uh, Christian conservatism Christianity and conservatism very very good um, marriage when Newt Gingrich gets a hold of it So I'm going to go through a few of these wedge issues on Parts 1 and Part 2. I might only get through um, one of them because this first one is a big one. But um, on the next two episodes, I'll finish it off. If I don't, or the next episode, I'll finish it off if I don't get through it on this episode. So the first wedge issue I'm going to talk about is homosexuality for a number of years this is one that uh one of the, been one of the biggest wedge issues for the Republican party not so much in 2019 but in the past it's been a huge issue george w bush pretty much won two elections especially if you believe he fairly won that first one <laughs> Uh, On uh, this issue for for the longest time being anti-gay was a very salient issue for the Republican Party because it was very easy to co-opt. It was uh, with being a sin against God in the Bible. Um, I mean, this was such a wedge issue in uh, politics for so many years that not even Democrats would come out and support gay marriage they would support civil unions but they wouldn't go as far as supporting gay marriage um obama didn't support gay marriage until he was entering in his second term and obama this should be noted uh obama didn't start supporting gay marriage until uh Joe Biden started supporting gay marriage. Joe Biden kind of was the test subject for that and came out and supported gay marriage. And then Obama said, "Hey, I've been thinking about this issue a lot and I've kind of changed my mind." And I think that's a good thing. I don't. I don't think that makes him a hypocrite. I think you are allowed to change your mind as you get older and you learn and you grow. Right. That's the whole. Concept uh, about evolving as a person, but back to Newt. Newt, when he took over Congress, he really did did a job on um, Christianity and conservatism. He like abortion and um, gay marriage and all these other wedge issues. He he really did like the the biggest number on. So, what I want to do the ne- the um main verses that he, uh main Bible passages that are usually cited with homosexuality um making it the worst sin on the planet are going to be um I took notes of this and um I actually got a little bit of help from uh this Website. I'll find it here in a minute. It's Genesis 19 um, verses 1 through 14 and verses 24 through 26. Judges 19 verses 1 through 30. Leviticus uh, 18 verse 22 um, and Leviticus 20 verses 13. The, the Leviticus verses are the ones that are quoted the most. Romans 1, 8, 8, one verses eighteen through twenty seven, and then 1 Corinthians for um, six verses nine verse First Corinthians chapter six verses nine through ten. So you can look all of those up for yourself. I'm not going to read all of these verbatim, but I'm going to talk about them a little bit, and then you guys can read them for context yourself. So. The Genesis verses, uh, the Genesis uh, 19, um, verses uh, 1 through 14 and 24 26, that one's going to be all about Sodom and Gomorrah. Um, and if you read about the story of Sodom and Gomorrah with the, the homosexuality, and it's, uh, you know, a lot of bad things happen in that. The most prevalent part of that uh, Bible story or um, or Bible passage, is the rape, in my opinion. Um, it was a lot of rape going on inside of Igabora, Uh so that's my interpretation of that. So Judges 19, verses 1 through 30, during the uh, story, uh, a man, his slave, and his concubine, which is also... Um, a wife um, in certain uh, biblical texts traveled to Gilbeah, a Jewish city where they thought they would be safe. They're finally taken in by an old man. Homosexuality happens in the text and much like Sodom and and Gomorrah also ends in rape. Um, Again, that's going to be Judges 19 verses 1 through 30. Read it for yourself. All right, so these are the main ones right here, the Leviticus's, Okay, Leviticus eighteen twenty-two, and I'll read this because it's a short verse. You shall not lie with a male as with a woman; it is an abomination. Uh, that's verse eighteen, and that's uh, Leviticus eighteen twenty-two. Now, Leviticus twenty thirteen, I hear this one a lot. If a man lies with a male. As with a woman, both of them have committed an abomination that shall be put to death. Um, Their blood is upon them. Right. Okay. So what we are going to do right now, is I'm going to play this clip of this guy who is a police chief. And I don't know if he's a police chief or police detective. I'm going to check this out while the clip is playing. And when I come back, I will um, give more context of this guy. But he, t- he does this very, very homophobic uh, sermon that goes viral um, on Leviticus uh, 2013. And it is the... You got to listen to it for yourself, so... Crystal, if you don't mind queuing that up for me, and uh, we'll come back and talk about that.
1: I hate homosexuals. You understand me? The purpose of this sermon is to show you that our government, like the police, like the federal government, the police, or what have you, should enforce Leviticus 2013. The United States government or local government, Knox County government, Tennessee government, should put murderers to death, should put rapists to death, should put kidnappers to death, should put adulterers to death, should put sodomites to death. Homosexuality, it should still be a crime, people. Just like murder, and rape, and all of these things, it Amen. should still be a crime. The government should do their job. Right. Instead of running radar on the interstate, why don't you go arrest some queers? How about that? Somebody stands up, oh, I'm LGBTQ. Here's how it should work. It shouldn't work where we go out and we enforce the laws because the Bible says the powers that be are ordained of God, and God has instilled the power of civil government to send the police in 2019 out to these LGBT freaks and arrest them and have a trial for them, and if they are convicted, then they are to be put to death. you understand that? It is a capital crime that should be uh, uh, carried out by our government. Not Christians, unless you're a policeman. You know what I mean? If you're a policeman, then you know what? It should be your responsibility to carry these things out. You bring them to the judges, and you let the judges hear the calls, and you put that animal to death. creates a woman and gives it to the man that is natural their reward that what they earn uh, for engaging in this type of behavior that's hiv that's aids is what i believe that's the recompense of their error so you're like oh well their relationship they're just so loving the bible says that it's vile affections the bible says that it's an error Because you know what? That guy that's just, you know, some twinkle toes that's walking over there and he's handing you your Clinique makeup. This is how he is in his heart, is what the Bible says. He's filled with all unrighteousness. And guess what else he's filled with? Disease. Men burning in their lust towards men. Sodomites, homosexuals, queers, whatever you want to call them. That is a manifestation that they have been given over and a character trait of them is that they hate God. And the Bible says in Psalms 139 that we should hate them. Do I not hate them, O Lord, that hate thee? And it says right here that if you don't hate them, that God's wrath is upon you. So my my, my plea is, is, hey, can we at least be, hey, I'm Christian and I'm against homosexuality? Leviticus uh, uh, twenty thirteen says that they ought to be put to death. Can we at least agree that, that we can hate them? Don't
0: the rest, queers. Man, I, that thing. It would be funny if it wasn't so tragic. If this guy wasn't the um, when the a police officer, a deputy in Knoxville, Tennessee. Um, it would, it would be, um, I don't know if he's a deputy or, uh, um, Grayson Fitz is his name. If you want to Google him. Um, I don't know if he's a, a deputy or sheriff's deputy, or if he's a LA, a Knox County police department member. Um, I'll probably give you context on that on the next episode, but yeah, so he basically takes Leviticus 2013 and he adds his own bullfuckery to it. He talks about hate them, do this, do that to them. Leviticus is an Old Testament uh, scripture as well. So things change a little bit from Leviticus until we get to the uh, New Testament. Um, so it's um, the books of the Bible are Genesis, Exodus, uh, the Old Testament. I know this by heart because I went to Christian school when I was a kid and they had us memorize that. Um, Shout out to Calvary Mennonite School in Los Angeles, California. I think it's called something else now. But anyway, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judges, Ruth, First, Samuel, Second. I'm not going to go through all of them, but I just know them. I know the New Testament as well, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts. So I'm going to be quoting a lot of scriptures in the next two episodes, right? So I've already quoted a few and cited or cited a few. Anyway, let's get through the rest of this, because um, this what this guy does is very problematic, very toxic. Um, One, as a minister, because he's telling his congregation to go out and hate people. And the way parishioners are is they take these words to heart. Um, and this is stuff that they're taught from when they're a little kid. Let me see if I have this one clip. I'm going to go through my Rolodex real quick. So it's, it's this kid singing this song. It's uh, very... Um, let's Crystal, just roll the goddamn clip. So thank you for playing that, uh, Crystal. So that was that clip is a seven-year-old clip. When it went viral, it went, when it came out seven years ago, it was it's one of the earlier videos to go viral. So seven years ago, that kid in that clip was about six. So. Um, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. He's 13 now. I'm hoping he's able to use his deductive reasoning a little bit better at 13. And um, I'm very interested to see where that kid's life went to. That's 1,000% spiritual manipulation. Um, And he's getting that at a very, very small age. Ain't no homo gonna make it to heaven. So, there's that again right now, so, what is that song essentially saying? the inner meaning behind it? if you do if if you commit homosexual acts, if you are a homosexual, you ain't going to heaven so what we'll, so, what's the other option outside of heaven? The other option is hell you will go to hell in the afterlife if you are a homosexual that's what the whole thing is about
1: Jesus is love. very
0: very much spiritually manipulative so what we're gonna do is we're gonna end it on that delightful note <laughs> and uh because we've got 34 minutes we'll we'll pick up on the next episode and i'll talk about homosexual out so homosexuality a little bit more i think the other topics i get into are abortion cash manipulation uh money manipulation whatever we want to call it in the very next episode so thank you for joining us um with the clips and everything this is probably about 35 minutes 30 maybe even 38 39 minutes i don't know But we got to go. Remember 2020, let's take our power back.